0: I'm all about health and wellness, but sometimes it can feel overwhelming. I like to make things simple and streamlined, which is why I love using energy bits in my daily life. I'm already making my daily smoothies and adding a handful of these tablets takes no time at all and it packs a huge health punch. It helps to remove toxins and chemicals. The high chlorophyll helps to build your immune system. It's amazing for anti-aging and wellness. It has 40 vitamins and minerals, which we know that so many of us are already lacking in our daily life. It has high antioxidants, which help to remove free radicals. It's good for heart, bone, and skin health. It helps to reduce inflammation and packs omega-3 fats in it. It's zero sugar organic, non GMO, vegan keto. It has one ingredient, and like I said, it is so easy to add in to your smoothie if you drink one of those or just to take a handful of those with your filtered water every single day. Right now, Energy Bits is giving all Balance Your Life podcast listeners 20% off when you use code MEGAN, M-E-G-H-A-N, at checkout on any of their products online. I like the Vitality Bits by Energy Bits because it contains both chlorella and spirulina, But you can choose from a variety of options depending on your needs and wants. You can use the very generous code Megan, M E G H A N, at checkout for 20% off of your order. Welcome to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell, and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Megan Farrell Gordon. And today we have a very fitness focused episode for you. So, this week on the podcast, I am joined by Bryce Hansen. Bryce is the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp, the world's fastest growing fitness bootcamp franchise. Having nearly 15 years of experience in the fitness industry and owning two Fit Body locations, his passion is spreading fitness to the world. Through Fitbody Bootcamp's worldwide transformation challenges, Bryce has overseen their global clients lose nearly a million pounds of weight loss, and more importantly, is helping offset the obesity pandemic and provide more health and life to his followers. Bryce enjoys world travel and is a fitness expert, coach, author, and inspirational leader. We cover a lot today's podcast episode related to fitness, but we also talk about the importance of sleep and hydration and so much good stuff in this episode. So we talk about how to start a fitness routine if you feel stuck and overwhelmed, the benefits of circuit and resistance training, as well as what to eat in a day on your workout days. We also discuss pre and post natal workout because I know that's a huge topic that a lot of my community has questions about. We talk about the misconception of females weightlifting and turning into a bodybuilder, which is something that I know that I was worried about when I started weightlifting. And let me just tell you, I absolutely enjoy incorporating a little bit of weight into my fitness routine. We talk about so much on today's episode. I know you are going to want to take notes during this interview, and afterwards, you'll want to connect with Bryce and the Fit Body Boot Camp team. Please keep in mind that this episode is not meant to act as medical advice. You are always encouraged to be your own advocate and to do your own research. I get a lot of questions about my fitness routine, my health and wellness routine, as well as certain products and brands that I use in my daily life. And while I do encourage in buying local when you can, sometimes you can't, and that's where Amazon has come in so handy. I've created my Amazon storefront where I link all my favorite products and brands and go to book recommendations. You can find the products I use in my business like my Yeti mic, the beauty products I swear by like this silk pillowcase that's amazing for skin and hair health, the body butter from Lita that I just cannot get enough of and that Brad steals from me, as well as the frother that I use daily for my coffee. I am constantly adding more to my storefront, so make sure you are always checking back in to see the products and brands that I am adding and that I'm using and loving. You can use the link in the show notes to follow along and shop all of your fitness, beauty, wellness, business, and lifestyle needs. If you are ready to dive into a fitness interview and podcast episode, please welcome Bryce Henson to the Balance Your Life podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Bryce. I'm so excited to have you on.
1: Megan, thank you so much. Super pumped out to have me on. I'm excited to be here.
0: I would love if you can give a little context of who you are and where in the world you are currently joining us from for our audience today.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, my name is Bryce Henson. I'm the CEO of Fitbody Body Bootcamp, which is an international fitness franchise, actually the fastest growing indoor fitness franchise on the planet and uh, based in Los Angeles, California, so stateside. But uh, our franchise has locations uh, throughout all North America, primarily in the U.S., but about 10% of our clubs are in Canada, ranging from Nova Scotia all the way to B.C.
0: Amazing. And I would just even love to back right up to the start of things for you. How did you get involved in this world? Have you always been into health and fitness? Did, did you have like a catalyst in your life that put you on this path?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so originally I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, but through a very kind of tragic at first situation, but actually it was a blessing in disguise. Uh, my family, led by my mom, escaped uh, my father's grasp, moved to the state of Michigan, which is on the other side of the border of Ontario. So I grew up there for the latter part of my childhood through adolescence and I guess early adulthood. And um, I love the Midwest. Amazing place. It's salt of the earth, people, but very candidly, Megan, and I'm sure your audience knows this as well, is not necessarily the fitness capital of the world. Um, so uh, ultimately fast food, Taco Bell specifically was a staple of my diet for a long time uh, for two reasons. One, uh, my family used to run out of money before we ran out a month. So certainly that's a cheaper option, uh, but more se- or secondarily and also of, of uh, equal influence just wasn't embedded in the culture, the healthy and fit lifestyle really was never, I guess, introduced to very clean nutrition. Um, so that was you know, the kind of the way I lived for a while. And of course, Course, going to university and college and you know going to the parties and all that didn't do anything for the health and fitness um, but that was kind of my baseline so I guess what I'm trying to say it was definitely not a, a healthy fit uh, guy growing up again I had some you know uh, experience in athletics but wasn't the epitome of fitness by the stretch of the imagination and I graduated from college um, and uh, the summer before I did, I got an internship in Los Angeles, which actually turned to be a full-time job as it made a good impression um, on the founder. And uh, I was excited. So I was 21 years old. I moved from Michigan all the way to the other side of the country and Cal- Um Well, there I was, I arrived to Southern California, Los Angeles, I was excited to be in LA, the beaches, the palm trees, the blue skies, all that Southern California had to offer, but also knowing that LA being the plastic capital of the world. So there I was 21 years old, moving 3000 miles uh, from home or 5,000 kilometers, roughly um, didn't have a good friend network, uh, had very little professional skills and really um, I wasn't a fit guy. So kind of living in that environment, definitely was you know insecure about my fitness. I just also didn't have, aside from the physique aspect, which, which, which is important in one aspect, but way more. Important that the confidence, the energy, enthusiasm that really fitness provides. Um, so that was really the way I lived uh, for the first couple of years uh, of my transition to California, and certainly I had some good days. But if I'm being very candid with you, Megan, and on your audience, I had more dark days than good, and lived that way for a couple of years. But really, um, as I I guess uh, alluded to my fitness transformation, a fortuitous situation happened where a buddy of mine from college moved out to Southern California, and we ended up living together. And embarrassingly, embarrassingly to admit. Uh, uh, so when I look back at the story, it took me a few months to finally muster up enough courage to ask Adam hey, man, can you show me a little bit about this fitness thing? Um, you know, you're such a fit guy. and But I think I share that with you because let's face it, human nature, we have insecurities and doubts, and I'm sure, you know, many of your audience can listen and relate to that. Um, but thankfully, I asked him uh, for some guidance in the fitness industry and a little bit about Adam. He was not on the cover of Men's Health, but he certainly could have been. He had the six-pack abs, the glistening muscles, but more importantly, the energy, the confidence, all the girls loved, looked up to him, and I, you know, valued that. Um, So finally, I did ask him, and um, he did. He basically showed me the ropes, and um, he got my commitment that I would follow him for at least 90 days because he said, Bryce, let's face it, you saw how many uh, buddies in college asked me how to get fit, how many actually stuck with it, and the answer was zero. So he made me commit that I'm going to follow whatever he does for a 90-day period, and after that 90-day period, if it wasn't for me, then I could could quit. And I'm so glad that he made me uh, provide that commitment uh, because, let's face it, the first few weeks and even the first two months, my muscles were sore. They're aching. I could barely squat on the toilet. It was just a very challenging situation, which I'm sure many of your audience can relate to, especially, you know, being introduced to fitness for the first time, the soreness, the fatigue, Um, but I stuck with it. And really what Adam did is he introduced me to lifting weights, to circuit training. And when I look back, I would love to tell you that I would have got fit by myself. I can't do that to you, Megan. And really, when fast forward, I saw the Fit Body Bootcamp model a couple years later. Um, I saw fitness training, um, or excuse me, circuit training, lifting weights, clean nutrition, and then personal coaching and accountability. And I knew that, hey, if that worked for me, it certainly worked for other people. So that all said, um, followed his guide for about two years and really to put a bow on it. Um, really about the first six months is when I really started to see major changes and ended up getting the physique I was looking for, but way more important than that uh, became more confident, energetic, enthusiastic. And in fact, the last thing I share in terms of my transformation, I went from one of the least performing sales rep in my company to the highest performing sales rep in the company. So when people say, Bryce, I can't afford fitness. I say, Megan and friends, you can't afford not to be fit because it has such an impact on your life. Yes, the physique is important, but it really opens the door to so much more.
0: That's such an incredible story and I love it. I feel like there's a lot of people who come from that background of not really knowing what to do. I, I'm i curious though, I have two kind of questions. My first one is, I know and you know that fitness is so much more than having like those chiseled abs, but for anyone who doesn't see the correlation, can you talk a little bit about what fitness means more to you and how it plays out in the rest of, you know, your client's lives and your life? Like it's more than just having a physically, you know, quote unquote, good looking body.
1: Totally. So I'll share my story, and then I'll share one of my stories, my favorite, you know, client, specifically to you know the, the topic that you just mentioned. And let's face it, you know, getting a nice physique, everyone wants that, right? That's important, you know, to human nature and happiness. Uh, but to your point, um, that's just really the tip of the iceberg. When someone gets fit, starts lifting weights, and you know, leaning out, and you know, starting eat, eating clean nutrition everything changes, your mental clarity changes, your energy changes, your enthusiasm changes, you get more dopamine in your body. Dopamine actually is a a signal, a chemical signal that increases your drive and ambition. Um, So that's why from a work perspective, um, I became one of the least performing sales rep to the highest performing sales rep from a combination of all those things in terms of my body chemistry changing and also having more confidence because when you have a nice physique and when you have more energy, when you have more enthusiasm, more vibrancy, when you have more dopamine sensors or Chemicals, um, you know, working through your body, you have more ambition and energy in every aspect of your life changes. Uh, so that's just general, you know, speaking and really how it related to me. But one of my um, favorite client stories, and this is shoot, this is over 10 years ago, this is probably, you know, 2012, 2013, when I got my first, you know, location, uh, Fit Body location off the ground because not only am I the CEO of our brand, but I started as an owner and I still have one location. And She had tried every pill and pageant uh, potion and workout program before. And, um, you know, yes, weight loss was what she was looking to do. And she decided to do our trial program and ended up, you know, providing uh, the membership option. And she was scared. She was nervous. But I had so much passion and belief that what fitness did for me, that it would help her. And so she took that leap of faith. And, you know, she joined the program one month, turned into two, turned into three. And it wasn't overnight, but she started seeing some progress. And as Tony Robbins says, progress equals motivation and she was more motivated to stick with the program. And over a course of a period of 18 months, she ended up losing over hundred pounds, which is great. But again, similar to me, her energy, her confidence, her enthusiasm, and this is actually a good thing. I'm going to preframe this. She ended up kicking her her boyfriend to the curb, who's abusive and really a negative situation. And um, when you hear when someone hears, "Oh, look, shoot," they she separated from boyfriend. That's actually a good thing. What happens is, you know, especially when you go through a big transformation like that, a lot of times you become a, a better version, a new version of you. So therefore, you attract different type of people. So you know, really to put a bow on it, Megan. Yes, the physical as, aesthetic, look, you know, is important, and it it's what attracts to meet me into our program and many other people as well. But the benefits aside from the physicality are actually the things that keep me sticking with fitness today.
0: If you have someone who is coming to you and they're like, I'm not in great shape. I don't eat fantastically, but I'm looking to start my fitness journey. Where are you getting them to start? Do you have them walking on a treadmill? Are they doing circuit training? Is it lifting weights? like what is that first kind of we're step, we're dipping our toe into the world of fitness and what are you getting them to do?
1: Yeah, great question. So first twenty eight days of our initial trial program, um, which we just launched a program called Ultimate Transformation program, which is a twelve week program uh, that guarantees at least fifteen pounds of weight loss or more sustainably, otherwise we guarantee it. but the first phase of that really to your point is. Uh, the foundation phase. So, um, our program uh, at FitBody Bootcamp, we specialize in circuit training. Uh, and uh, really, what that is is a combination of lifting weights and also high intensity interval training cardio. And our secret sauce, and really what I tell clients, whether you join a FitBody or not, uh, or just do, do this, whether uh, uh, on your own or hire a, a professional in your local area. Uh, being able to provide both strength and cardio training is absolutely foundational and it really really increases your fitness level and the best part you can do it in a condensed period of time because the common misconception is you need to spend hours on the treadmill or a couple hours at the gym and the fact is is most people just don't have that so our sessions at fit body Bootcamp are actually 30 minutes in length and don't let that fool you i mean you're moving the whole time and especially when you're first coming in we encourage our clients to go 60 70 percent for the first you know week or two just until in, term, in terms of their body kind of gets like you know Know, starting to build some resistance, if you will, but that's really the, the focus, on which is increasing your hydration, drinking half your body weight in ounces of water, which is absolutely mission critical because most times people come in for weight loss or just general health issues. Um, They think they're hungry, they're overeating, they're actually dehydrated. So really making sure that we increase hydration. And the third aspect is really increasing sleep. And studies always show that people that sleep less than five hours or even less than five and a half, six hours, um, their body can't recover. Their body actually holds on to weight you know, stronger. So really the three components are circuit training program, 30 uh, 30 minutes a day for at least three times a week, which is very manageable. 30 30 minutes a day is 2% of your day. And What I tell my clients is if you can't give me 2% of your day, at least... Three times a week, I can't help you, so that's the foundation. The second is increased hydration, and the third is increasing sleep and If we focus on that for the first twenty eight days, it really builds a foundation that we can continue to escalate the program and really dial in specific to what the client um, mrs. Jones is our, our dream client we call her uh, the result that we can achieve, but that's the first phase
0: I love it so much. I love that you have those three components because I'm huge into you know it's not just physical exercise. You do have to drink water. You do have to make sure that you're sleeping well. And I think those things naturally will start to happen, especially that sleep portion. If you're, if you are having, you know, some sort of workout or movement practice, but I love that you focus on that at fit body bootcamp. This was something that I was nervous about. And I know what my female audience will have these questions too, is, Sometimes you look at male trainers or even lifting weights. And, you know, for me, I was like, I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to look like I'm a body builder. And I was into yoga and Pilates, but I got to a point of plateauing. And then I started including weights. So I've been lifting weights now for a little while. And I haven't had that happen, but that was a real fear of mine. It was like, oh my God, I'm afraid I'm going to look like I'm, I'm the like the Hulk. Yes.
1: <laughs> that, that's my running joke is the fact that, and while I'm a male, obviously um, all the vast majority of our clients across the way are female. So, um, you know, very comfortable talking to the audience, very comfortable working with, and really getting our clients, uh, you know, female clients incredible results. And Megan, to your point, that is such a, a, a common misconception, um, but it's absolutely false in, in the fact that um, by focusing on resistance training and building what like happens is you build the muscle, but to your point, you know, uh, you're not going to turn into the Hulk, especially if you're female. And truth be told, even guys have a hard time putting on the muscle, um, especially without a focused nutrition or excuse me, a focus resistant training program. And, you know, guys have way more testosterone than females. So specifically when a female comes in, I mean, to your point, doing yoga and Pilates incredibly benefits to your body. I mean, getting a move people and fitness people that have that flexibility component in your body, but specifically resistance training, it's so mission critical um, to increase your metabolism. What will happen actually is you'll actually look more tone and muscle is metabolically active tissue. So it actually burns more calories at a steady state than fat as an example. Fat is there's no metabolic activities. That way it just looks there like it sits there like a blob, if you will. So the, the beautiful part is when you start lifting weights and start working, focusing on resistance training, um, you gain lean muscle mass. But again, you're not going to bulk up. You're actually going to look like you shrink because you're going to get more tone and your body's going to burn more calories at a steady state. So you're going to look leaner. You're going to look toner. You're actually going to look smaller, even though you're focusing on resistance training. And the beautiful part is you're going to sleep better. You're going to have more energy, confidence. Um, Your body's going to work exponentially better. And you're also going to burn way more calories, even upwards of 36 hours after your exercise, if you focus on resistance training.
0: And just for anybody who's listening to this that says, I don't even know what resistance training is. Can you explain like, are is that bands? Is it weights? Is it using body weights? Like what is resistance training for those who may not know what it is?
1: Great question, and I'll actually first compare it with cardio training. So, cardiovascular training or metabolic conditioning is sometimes I it's referred to. is really a focus on increasing your cardiovascular, your lungs. So, think of the treadmill when you're running, when you're sprinting, when you're out of breath, uh, and you're pushing your, your body to an out of breath type of uh, state. Typically speaking, you're focusing on the cardiovascular system, not your, um, I guess, muscle, uh, muscle, a skeletal muscle system. So, on the flip side, your skeletal muscle system requires res- resistance training. Resistance training. It could be bands. It could be actually lifting weights. Or it could be doing even body weight. You actually don't need any weight aside for your own body, but using your own body as resistance. As an example, if you get down, even if it's on your knees and you do a push up, you're actually you know using your hands, uh, your shoulders, your arms to actually force uh, push against the resistance on your body and via gravity um, to build that lean muscle. So it could resistance training could be a wide variety of, of training modalities, uh, but specifically it's focused on building more skeletal muscle mass. And yes, you can use equipment like bands and weights, but you can also use your own body weight, um, to increase your, your resistance and your muscle in your body.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for explaining that. In an ideal world, someone's done a resistance training today. What are they eating maybe before? What are they eating afterwards? Like, what do you suggest somebody does in a day of resistance training to keep that, kind of muscle mass to, you know, help with weight loss. Like what does that ideally look like? Although I know it would be different for everybody, but in an ideal world, what are you getting them to consume?
1: It depends on what your specific goals are. So that's why coaching is so important. Uh, But generally speaking, when you have focused on resistance training, what's working at bands or weights, or even just your body against gravity, what you're actually doing is you're breaking down your muscle. And then what happens is then your body actually repairs the muscle and builds it back leaner, denser and actually tighter. So basically that's the value, but that's that's actually what's happening from your your muscular, your skeletal muscle system is actually breaking down muscle, building it back leaner and tighter. Um, So that said, in terms of how you supplement that and what to do, number one, hydration is key. Okay. So we just talked about that, but really when your body's breaking down muscle and putting muscle back on you, your body needs hydration. So that is mission critical to your success. Anytime you're doing resistance training, anytime in life in general, the second aspect is you need to increase. Your protein intake, because again, protein is the building block of muscle. So, specifically, what we like to recommend: a lean piece of protein or a protein shake, some sort of um, you know extra protein in your diet within an hour, even ideally forty-five minutes after your workout. Because again, what happens is your muscles actually break down, and your body needs that fuel source. Kind of think about you know your. your you go in your car and you're driving down the, the, the freeway if you're driving at a very you know fast speed you're gonna have to you know stop and get gas so really what what protein is is kind of gas in your car so when you go through a really tough training program and you you know create a resistance training you break down your muscle your body needs that protein to actually rebuild it back so really to put a bow on it increase your hydration increase your protein is really the secret sauce
0: I didn't do that after my workout today. I'm usually really good, but I was getting kind of crunched on time and I, as you're saying it I'm like oh, I forgot to do my protein <laughs> shake afterwards. What does your ideal workout schedule look like? I know this is your job, but are you doing like one day a week I do a 45 minutes of cardio? Is it specifically the resistance training? Are you doing a little bit of stretching or yoga, if you will, like afterwards, like what does your workout routine look like?
1: Yeah. So the modality at fit body and I first want to preface that, uh, certainly I can talk about our specific modality, but the end of the day, it's move your body, um, stretch your body, increase your hydration, you know, cut down on the sugars and the fats, um, you know, start eating well, healthy fats. You certainly can, but, um, uh, start eating more lean proteins, fruits and vegetables. I mean, this is just, you know, really good advice across the way. Um, so I want to kind of leave your, leave your audience with some golden nuggets, whether you do a circuit training or resistance training program or not, these are just general concepts that going to benefit your life, uh, specifically to our modality, um, at Fit Body Bootcamp at the very least, in order just to lead a healthy fit lifestyle, we recommend and strongly encourage at least three, uh, circuit training, um, I guess, sessions a week. And that week, you know, keeps you, you <laughs> Um, our coach can make make that recommendation of upwards of four or five, maybe six days of training a week, we always recommend at least one day of of rest that way your body can recover Uh, but in terms of the actual workouts in themselves um, we have three phase or three types of workouts at Fit Body Bootcamp that we alternate so that way um, your body or our clients' bodies can also stay in a state of muscle confusion so that way it actually has to continue to work hard and get a a better result. So the three modalities that we have um, we have resistance day, we have cardio day. And then we have a classic day and um, all three of the days actually have a blend of both cardiovascular training and resistance training in them. But the resistance day is going to be a bit more focused on resistance. So you're about 60 to 70% of that workout is resistance training. And the other you know 30% roughly will be a blend of cardiovascular training as well. So that way you get both. The opposite is also true about the, the cardiovascular day or actually we call it metabolic conditioning. You're going to spend about 60, 70% of that workout focused on um, you know your cardiovascular uh, or increasing your metabolic conditioning, and then about thirty percent of that workout is going to be resistance training. So you always have a little bit of blend. Even though in one workout the resistance is a bit more pronounced, the other um, workout the cardiovascular, the metabolic conditioning is a bit more pronounced. And then our third style of workout is actually a classic workout, and it's about an even blend of both. About fifty percent resistance, fifty percent cardiovascular, and that way we have the formula that works long term. You're getting you're always increasing your cardio, cardiovascular output. You're also working on building lean muscle and resistance training, but you have a little bit more focus depending on the day. And then you have the last day, which basically is a classic day that blends both the two that works extremely well for the masses. And again, consult your your own coach for your specific goals. But That just gives you a high level, a little background about our training modality.
0: I feel like there's a little bit of, I don't want to say confusion, but maybe apprehensive when it comes to. Pregnancy in the fitness world. And I teach prenatal yoga, but I also include a lot of core in it. And I think that throws a lot of people off. But I would love to, you're an expert in this field. What is your take when it comes to somebody who is pregnant? Maybe you can talk about, I mean, all trimesters, but are you seeing people who are coming in who are pregnant? Are there things that you suggest? Somebody who's pregnant, maybe even at Fit Body boot camp, or maybe they're just doing something at home like they're not doing. What do you suggest when it comes to like a prenatal fitness care?
1: program. Incredible question. And we have many clients, as you'd imagine, because about 70% of our clients at FitBuddy Bootcamp are female. Um, Not to say we don't service guys. Guys are awesome too, but we're just a little bit more hard-headed. The women are, you know, usually attracted to the program. They're willing to take coaching and actually they get better results. And usually our our male clients are the ones who are spouses a day, but they do that for a few months and get incredible results. So Um, Just want to provide that visibility there. So this all said, um, to that point, um, and again, specifically towards this particular subject, I always reinforce, consult with your local physician because everyone's a little bit different. So I always want to put that disclaimer up first. Um, But that, in my general piece of advice... The old methodology or mindset of like when you're pregnant, you can just take nine months off. You can eat for two. That is horrible advice, horrible advice. In fact, you don't need to eat for two. You need to focus even more on your clean nutrition, making sure that you're avoiding sugar and excess you know carbohydrates or simple carbohydrates that will metabolize the fat. Um, and you also want to be moving your body. In fact, many of our clients work up until a week or two before their actual pregnancy date. So again, um, as the pregnancy continues to move on, you have to scale back and modify at a greater level. But generally speaking, and it could be circuit training, um, Megan, it could be yoga, it could be Pilates but women who actually exercise on a consistent routine throughout their pregnancy, typically have better pregnancies. The recovery is a lot better. And of course, if you combine that with nutrition, that's even more important. Um, so, you know, that's just a piece of general advice. The only other thing that we consider as well. And again, I'm not a doctor or physician, but I've heard this many times from partnering with other doctors and physicians that while I gave that great advice to make sure that you're not double o- overeating for two and you're eating good, nutritious, uh, dense foods, in addition to making sure that you have a good, movement program and all the way up to the pregnancy. Like I said, you know, many times clients have, have seen up, upwards of one or two weeks before their delivery date, they're still working out. The only caveat to that is the strong recommendation would be to make sure that you're working out at the onset of pregnancy um, versus what you wouldn't want to do is like month five, start charging into a fitness program, because then that's going to add a lot more complications. So again, check with your physician, but typically speaking, uh, by working out throughout your pregnancy, it's going to be have exponentially big benefits for your baby, for you, for your recovery, but just make sure that you're actually working out at the start of your pregnancy. Don't come charging in halfway through.
0: No, I think that's great advice. It's what I usually give my prenatal mamas. And I always joke because they're like, you know, it's so hard to do while I'm pregnant. I'm like you think this is hard, sweetheart, like in a few months, you're going to be giving birth like that is going to be challenging and hard. Like you got to stick with it. And I mean, know your limit too. like, if you're having a not great day, don't and, you know, I'm always like, don't do hot yoga. But yeah, if you lifted weights before you got pregnant, like continue with it, just stay in if you're staying in good shape, mind and body, it's only going to benefit baby as well.
1: Totally. And it's interesting, the last point on that, just from an inspirational piece. And again, I can't relate because I'm not a woman. However, I've trained many, many um, pregnant women women over the last you know, 10 years since early 2012. I can tell you it's so inspiring when you have a, a lady who takes a, a female client, she's like in her fifth or sixth month. And I'm like, Bryce, suck it up, cupcake. If she can do it, you can do it too. So not only are you benefiting yourself, but if you join a group training program, whether it's Fit Body or some other program, you're gonna inspire other people to the process, which is additional benefit.
0: I wanna be mindful of your time, but I have two in questions that I know the audience is gonna be really interested in. Part kind of two of the prenatal fitness. What do you recommend postnatal? Are you like if you were working out before baby? You know, once you get the clearance from your doctor, are you back into things? Are we starting a little slower as we're recovering? Are we maybe not? doing a lot of cardio, but maybe we're focusing on core. Like what does that postnatal look like?
1: Yeah, great question. And um, again, check with the physician because everyone's a little bit different. But generally speaking, again, going back to the point, if uh, a female client has worked out from the onset and throughout the pregnancy, your recovery time is going to be so, so much quicker, like if you look at the averages. So if you do that self-care prior, your rebound is going to be a lot quieter, uh, quicker as well. You're going to be able to get back in the gym, you know, quicker than if not. Now, that all said, it also depends on whether you had a vaginal birth versus a cesarean section. So, you know, if you have a C-section, um, certainly that's going to take, you're, you're going to be on the sidelines a little bit longer. So that's another, you know, kind of thing to consider. Uh, but generally speaking, taking a stepladder approach, kind of like when a new client come, comes in, forget about whether being pregnant or not. We focus, it's a 12 week on, uh, initial program, but the first 28 days are just the foundations of getting in three workouts uh, a week, uh, focusing on your nutrition, uh, with their hydration, excuse me, hydration and getting a good, good amount of sleep. Typically speaking, when a client comes back from giving birth, um, once their doctor is cleared, we're going to have to take the ladder approach. Now, granted our sessions are only 30 minutes in length. They pack a mean punch. But typically speaking, we're going to make sure the intensity is much lower. The value of a group training program is we do training by time, not necessarily reps. So as an example, um, if we were to say, okay, Megan, you and this other client give me 500 push-ups, You might knock out the 500 push-ups in 10 minutes where it takes someone else to do a half an hour. Uh, That's not the training modality that we do, and it's not effective to actually uh, training groups. The beautiful part about it is we say, okay, Megan, we're gonna do push-ups for two minutes. So whether you can do 100 push-ups in two minutes and whether Mrs. Jones, who's just returning from giving a baby could do 10 push-ups, you're still both going to get, you know, a great workout. So all I'm trying to say is when you get back in the program, you definitely have to take a step ladder approach. And depending on the severity of recovery, um, typically speaking, you know, we're going to ask you to go about 50% intensity, probably for the first month. And then again, everyone's a little bit different. Um, we can scale that up or down depending on the specific client, but that just gives you some general rally, generalities.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for that. I have a plot twist question for you. This is an issue for a lot of people is people like to go out for food. They like to go out for dinner or lunch. When you're going out, what are things that you are avoiding? And if someone's trying to eat well, I mean, live your life, but also, you know, eat as clean as they can. What do you suggest people order or avoid when they're going out for Drinks and dinner.
1: Incredible question. And um, there's no secret pill or sauce, but there's some good general recommendations. Um, number one, uh, make sure you're hydrated because, again, this is so so silly, but the vast majority of people overeat, not because they're hungry. The sensors, they feel like you're hungry, you're actually dehydrated. The second point is do a little planning and preparation. Typically speaking, we live in the day of the internet. You can actually figure out where you're going prior and pull the menu prior. So the worst thing you can do when you go to a restaurant is like arrive starving because again, if you're starving, it's like, okay, and then this is the first time you're looking at the menu. Guess what? The fatty foods, the greasy foods, the simple sugars that are going to metabolize to fat are going to basically call your name quicker. Just like if you're going to the grocery store, what's when's the worst time to go to the grocery store? When you're hungry, okay? When you go to the grocery store, make sure you're full because then you've just eaten as an example within the last hour. That way you can go and the leaner options are going to look better to you. So this all is say kind of bring that back um, make sure you, you you know don't go to the restaurant starving, and then look at look at the menu prior. And if uh, typically speaking, if you plan out what you're going to eat prior, um, you're you know typically going to make a better food selection choice, and you're going to eat less. And especially if you're hydrated, uh, so those are some general you know, rules of thumb. And then of course. Um, making sure that you always incorporate a lean piece of protein, uh, and then some fruits and veggies. And that's just a a general generality. But if you, you know, again, make sure that you're not overly hungry by the time you go there. If you do a little preparation and kind of scope out the menu prior and make your selection there, you're going to dramatically increase the the probability that you're going to uh, choose a healthier option versus a last minute binge option, if you will.
0: No, those it's such good advice and it's simple. And I feel like people make it super complicating. Like they need to know exactly what to do. I'm a psychotic when it goes, comes to going out. I mean, I'm, I've even gone as far to say like vegetable and canola oil. I have a sensitivity to, can you confirm what oil it is that you use? Like, I'm a hard person to go out for food with, but, and it, I also like all, never get dressing on a salad I get it on the side and you know if I am doing a margarita which let's be real it's patio season right now like half a salt to you know rim glass like it's just little micro things I think that add up so that you can also enjoy life and you know get the fries every once in a while but we're just trying to be as healthy as we can
1: totally. And I think I, I cut out there a little bit, but those micro, you know, changes and micro decisions, if you will, um, they add up over a long, a long period. And Megan, to your point, I mean, at least my audience is typically not so dialed in from that level. They're just looking to how, how do I, you know, lose 15, 20 pounds, or maybe even 40 pounds? How do I um, lead a healthier and fit lifestyle? How do I, you know, feel better? And certainly, you know, once you progress and you kind of continue to dial nutrition, then you can get a little psychotic to your point, but those are just some general, recommendations that will be very you know very helpful in your pursuit and the last thing that I want to leave uh, that particular question with it really comes down to Megan, behavioral change and I had no idea that's the industry I was actually getting into 10 years ago early 2012 when I joined the fitness industry but really when you break it down in order to get a you know better fitness uh, result to lead a healthier and fit- lifestyle to your point is about these micro decisions that are actually just might be changing your human behavior just from micro level. But when you do that over and over and over again, through a few iterations, it actually can make a huge difference, especially if you stack it three months, six months. If you look at a year or two down the line, big, big differences from those little small changes.
0: Perfect. Before I finish off, is there one lifestyle hack that you would give to somebody It can be super minor, or it could be a big, like this totally changed my life. That it comes to anything, either fitness wise, nutrition wise, that you've implemented into your life and you've noticed a huge difference?
1: 100%. And you got to take it with a grain of salt because everyone's a little bit different. But I read this quote in early 2000 uh, by Benjamin Franklin, and I didn't take action at the time, but I did eventually about eight or nine years later. And it said, early to bed. Early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And what I found to be true for me, and again from a behavioral hack perspective, at the end of the day, if you're a night owl and you're super productive at night and you wake up a little bit later, okay, good on you. But vast majority of people are not super productive late at night. Vast majority of people binge, they watch Netflix, they just kind of take a chill pill, um, you know, throughout the evening. Okay, as that evening drives on, and ultimately. You know, people say I'll always are talking about getting up early, which I just articulated that quote, which just literally changed my life, actually. But the problem is actually isn't waking up early. It's actually going to bed early. Because if you binge and if you sleep way too late, it's gonna be very hard for you actually to get up early. So typically speaking, and again, human nature, um, if you cut your bedtime and basically move it up an hour earlier, chances are you're not removing a highly productive time frame. Chances are you're probably just removing an extra margarita, an extra episode that you probably don't need to watch on Netflix anyway. And if you actually get to sleep, you're gonna have more energy to, or, and more enthusiasm. And then really uh, you know, taking that foundational habit that'll actually carry through your whole day. So for me, that has been probably, to your point, Megan, the biggest life hack, life hack that has exponentially, exponentially changed my life. And it also enabled me to serve my franchisees, my clients across the way at a much higher level.
0: I love that tip so much. It's such a, it's such an easy one that I think gets overlooked so much. Is there a book, podcast, or, a resource that has brought you incredible value that you want to leave with the audience?
1: Ooh. Absolutely. And um, this is actually a, a book that all of our um, new coaches in our brand um, actually read. And it's actually not a book on nutrition or health. But it's a book on mindset, which is uh, how to win friends and influence people. I think by Dale Carnegie. And that book is so foundational to how to you know communicate with people, how to work with people, because, again, if you break down fitness, um, it's really comes down to behavioral change. And most people are not fitness professionals. So most people need to actually work with someone to hold them accountable, which is totally okay. And when you can connect with people, when you can win people over and influence people, um, your life will change. So for me, uh, that's uh, been a huge, huge catalyst in my growth and highly encouraged cur- for you and your audience.
0: Bryce, this has been an incredible conversation. I've taken so many notes during our talk. If people want to follow along with you, maybe they want to check out what Fit Body Boot Camp is all about. Where can everybody go and find you?
1: Yeah, great question. Thank you so much. Um, And our website, which would be the best place would be fitbodybootcamp.com. So that's the best way. And you can check out if there's a local uh, location. In your area or join one of our virtual programs. And I would love to continue to add value and serve you and your audience. So my social media handles, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, um, is real Bryce Henson, uh, not to be confused with fake Bryce Henson. So that's where you can find me and uh, would love to stay in touch. And half of my content is about fitness and actually our dream clients, uh, who we call Mrs. Jones. So it's health and fitness tips. The other half is actually focused on um, you know, adding value to the fitness professionals who can actually go out and help more Mrs. Jones.
0: Perfect. Thank you much, so much for this conversation. I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes so people can go ahead and connect right there with you.
1: Megan, thanks so much for having me. It was a blast and I look forward to connecting in the future.
0: If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that you are here until next time.